0: check out DreamHost. Not only is their solution super affordable, it'll make your website load faster and they have amazing tools and support for your business to ensure that you grow and succeed.
1: Welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm Eric Sue And I'm Neil Patel. And today, we're going to talk about how to keep your content fresh and interesting. But first and foremost, Neil, why should people keep their content fresh? What does that mean exactly?
0: Yeah, so fresh is not necessarily, hey, I'm keeping my content up to date. Fresh is more like talking about stuff that... Others haven't already regurgitated on the web. So in other words, if we all talk about the same old link building tactics that have been used for five years, that's not fresh. That's not new. And interesting, of course, you guys already know what that is. I think good examples of
1: this are obviously very large websites. So Wikipedia, there's constantly people, there's moderators, and then there's people constantly adding to content. Sometimes it's not the relevant content, but the moderators are there to kind of keep it to to police it. So there's new content being added all the time. And it's one example I, I pull back from the past is... Abraham Lincoln, when that first post came out, I think it was about two to 3,000 words or so. That post now has about fifteen to 20,000 words or so. And it ranks number one for the word Abraham Lincoln. So people have constantly kept it fresh. And Abraham Lincoln's been gone for a while, but they've kept it interesting. And you look at
0: Yelp, people write reviews. You know, it's interesting, it's fresh, right? But with Abraham Lincoln, with, with that example, right? Mm-hmm. It's They're updating old content. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about that in our next episode. We did say interesting, though. Yeah. So the real question is, is, You know, you write copy at Single Grain. You're in the Mm -hmm. marketing world. I'm in the marketing world. A lot of the stuff that's out there is already regurgitated. How do you keep the content that you're Uh, writing is fresh, like new, hip, stuff that people haven't talked about interesting? Especially if you're a beginner and you're still learning and you're not sure, hey, this is what I should write about that everyone wants to hear. Like, what's your process for that?
1: Yeah, so I have a friend, uh, Kong, he runs a company called Jump Cut and he's really good at video. He's, he's really good at creating like really good ads and he's also, he's gotten his YouTube channel to 4 million subscribers or so, over a billion views. So he knows a thing or two about creative. And what he said is like, you know, people like, you all have your own unique experiences. How do you connect it with something else and make it interesting? So for example, let's say I have a background in uh, gaming and Neil has a background in playing tennis, right? And he has a background in marketing. If he molds the two together, if he combines it, and that basically has a new fresh approach to it, right? So he can take a bunch of tennis statistics and then mold it with marketing and that becomes more interesting and it's fresh. So it's combining maybe different experiences you have or looking at, you know, if everyone's writing blog posts, maybe you create a video and then that, that's kind of fresh and interesting because everyone's
0: playing in this red ocean, but then you've kind of created a blue ocean for yourself. Another way to keep things fresh and interesting is through the design of your content. So a good example of this is there's a post on Backlinko, which breaks down what he learned. Him and Eric have learned from over how many million? Five million or so. Five million title tag variations and AB tests. And it's an interesting article about SEO. If you guys haven't seen it, check that out. But the way they kept it fresh and interesting wasn't just new data, because I know not all of you guys are able to create the new data, but the graphics help keep it interesting where you want to keep reading more and more. Now, you can pay a designer to do that. If you don't have the budget, you can use really affordable tools and free ones like Canva or Infogram. I know Canva has a free version. I don't know if Infogram has a free version. Nonetheless, do them. You can design really cool graphics. Like a lot of my Neil Patel blog posts, I'm using Canva for free to create my graphics. Like I'm not paying a design or anything like that. If you don't have the time to do it yourself, you can go to fiverr.com and find someone for a few bucks, like five bucks to help create the graphics for you as well.
1: Yeah. I'll just share a final example before we close it out. Um 538. So if you spell out the numbers, the number 5, the number 30, the number eight.com, It's a, it's a sports blog basically, but they have a lot of really good data visualizations and that kind of separates themselves from everyone else. And Neil used to talk about an infographic still work nowadays but just not as good as before, but you know, he had all these infographics um with one of the previous blogs that he had and it did really well. You know, a lot of people would share it, he get a lot of links for it, but it, it's because it's a novel piece of content. It's instead of saying here's a blog post, it's like here are some data visualizations which is like today but back in the day you know infographics which to me is also like another data visualization
0: so to wrap it up if you want to keep your content fresh and interesting few things to do a consider using graphics uh, you don't have to create them yourself you can use tools like canva b if you don't have data that's okay go gather data around the web try to integrate it within your content and link out and cite your sources of course c Uh, Go try to see what's trending. You can use tools like Google Trends to see what's hot, up and coming. Start talking about more of that kind of stuff versus all the stuff that people have already regurgitated and talked about hundreds and hundreds of times on the web. And last but not least, another thing you can end up doing is look to see what's working in other industries that's not yours and see if you can replicate them in your industry. Good example of this is, I used to see how infographics were played out because everyone was using them. Then there was something that came out called infograms. They were more like uh, animated infographics or animographs. I forgot exactly what it was called. I used to call it jiffographics in which the... Infographic had elements inside that mood. And you can see a good example of this by Googling how a car engine works, infographic, and you'll see like pistons firing off and fuel firing off into the engine. But I took that from the other industry and I started replicating that into my own industry. So if you follow those tactics, I think you'll be better off. That's it for today's episode. If you guys want to attend an event with Eric and I uh, in Malibu, make sure you check out marketingschool.io/slash live, and we'll see you tomorrow.